0: One o Psalms one o seven, Psalms one o seven, verse twenty three. They that go down in the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep, for he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to heaven, they go down again into the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man, and they are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. Now keep that scripture in mind and turn to Mark chapter 4 and verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and saying unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I want to try to um, preach to you something that I've really never, never attempted to preach on before. Uh, and, and I'm going to try to title it The Other Side of the Storm. Uh, I can remember several years ago, and I think I've told you this story before, but it was actually our 10th anniversary, and we had never, never been anywhere, really done anything uh, other than Gatlinburg and uh, places close by, but for our 10th anniversary, we had just came through uh, a period that was hard in our life. We had just I uh, just came through I just had back surgery, and we'd had a bankruptcy because of that, and missed work, and and uh, and, and we 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 had made it through that storm, uh, and and we decided to book a cruise, something we had never done. We hadn't got passports and all this, and uh, and it was exciting. We had never never been anywhere remotely uh, close to this, and and uh, and, and um, I didn't realize it at the time, but we apparently got married in hurricane season, uh, and so. Uh, so um, this was at a time when um, it was just different. But, but at any rate, uh, the closer we got to to Labor Day weekend, which was when we got married, uh, the closer we got to that tenth anniversary. There came reports, and there was uh, there was three hurricanes right in the waters that we were sailing through. Uh, we'd already paid for them, and, and so we, uh, we, uh, we, we decided to take flight, and we flew into Orlando and, and, uh, and decided the captain of the ship would surely be able. Now, they had sent us an email and said, the plan is you're not, going to, you're not going to be going to the part of the Bahamas that you had intended on going. He said, we are going to sail in between three hurricanes. Now, that didn't sound very good. Uh, but, but not knowing much about the waters, I thought maybe they do this kind of thing all the time. Uh, and so we got out there on the boat, and, uh, and we wasn't out there long, and you could see uh, you could see these hurricanes off in the horizon, and, and scary. And, and, and the closer we got to going in between those hurricanes, the, the choppier the waters got. And it was sort of a reflection on what we had been through in our lives and the different storms that we had been through and and we was just looking for the other side. Uh, we were looking to get through that and, and, uh, and all the things that we had been through in our personal life and all the struggles and, and all the trials. Uh, and, and we were just looking for some kind of comfort, some kind of sunny day that we could have. Uh, but the closer we got, we were in between three hurricanes uh, and and the water got so choppy. Uh, and we had never been on a boat like that. I didn't know really what to expect. Uh, uh, but when I saw the, the when I saw the, uh, the crew on the ship uh, struggling to stand up. Uh, I thought they're on the water all the time and, and if they're having this much trouble standing up it must be uh, worse than maybe they thought it might be. And, and the chairs on the dock and the deck were, were blowing everywhere and tables turning over and we were out in the middle of the ocean these big waves uh, just cresting up on the, up on the, uh, up on the boat and, and so we sort of hunkered down for the night but when we woke up the next day uh, it was blue skies and sunny water. Uh, and I've thought about that trip a lot it's been sort of an allegory for things that that I've been through with my health and my heart and my back and and the different struggles that we've had and and, and I don't know what your struggles have been in your life or what you might be going through right now uh, but I will say this, there is the other side of the storm and there's times you've just got to buckle down and and put your faith in the one that made you Uh, there are times that you're going to be in stormy waters, Uh, uh, this is not always going to be uh, fair. I hear people say that. I was talking to a man about that the other day. And he said, Brother, life isn't fair. It's not been fair to me. And I looked at him and I said, I feel like you. Uh, uh, there's times I cry. Uh, why ain't life fair? I go to church. I read my Bible. I pray. I try to do the right things. I try to serve my Lord. Uh, and it seems like life continually has kicked me right in the face. Time after time after time. Uh, but the more I dwell on that, uh, the more I think about it, I, I said I've finally come to the place in my life where where I realize I have no right to complain uh, because life wasn't fair to my Lord. Uh, life wasn't fair to Him when they bound Him and, and led Him up that hill uh, and nailed Him to a tree. Uh, he had never committed any sin, never done anything wrong in His life, uh, never even had a bad thought. Uh, and so life wasn't really fair to Him either was it? And so there are times that we're going to go through things. Sometimes we do bring the storm on ourselves. Sometimes bad decisions and sin can lead you into the storms of life. But even in those times there is the other side of the storm. There is grace and mercy to be found. With God our Father and with His Son and our Savior. But there are also other times that you've not done anything wrong, and yet a storm will come up out of nowhere and threaten to sink you. Yeah, the other scripture I read in Psalms talks about that. And it talked about the fact that those storms would rise. And it talked about that fact. And it talked about the fact that they were glad on the other side. And then what I read to you in Mark. This was a time that the Lord had just, he was tired. Uh, He was 100% God, uh, but he also was 100% man. And so he was tired. He had spent this day teaching from the boat. Uh, He had just performed all kinds of miracles. Uh, And he had been teaching people all day. Uh, And Mark said the same day, uh, he entered into a ship and he told his apostles, let's go to the other side. Well, his apostles, let me stop. Do you really think that Jesus didn't know the weather conditions? Do you really think that a storm was going to take him by surprise? I don't think so. I think he knew exactly what he did. Now, I do think when they got in that little boat uh, that there were blue skies and and and, and calm waters. Uh, and they headed across the Sea of Galilee. And uh, from what I've studied about that place, that it sits about 700 feet below sea level and and so uh, the wind comes over the mountains there and it drives down and you got cold air coming down uh, and then below sea level and that is a place where there are often horrendous storms that come out of nowhere. Uh, but now remember most of these that were on that boat or at least a half of them were fishermen. They were well acquainted with the water. Uh, they had been out on stormy waters before and they were confident But uh, but when they set out I think everything was fine. And the scripture says the Lord just went to sleep. He was tired. He was weary, he was in—he uh, had man's body, and he was man. Uh, so he just laid down in the stern of the ship, and he went to sleep. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere—now remember that Mark said—he's the only one that gives us this detail. There were also other little ships with him, uh, so it wasn't just that ship. Uh, but there was a lot of people on multiple ships uh, that were now in danger of their very life—at uh, least, so they thought. Uh, but now, keeping the Lord was sound asleep. He wasn't a bit concerned. He knew the weather forecast. and Nothing was ever going to take him by surprise. And he told his apostles let's get into the ship and let's go to the other side. Let me stop right there and tell you if the Lord has commanded you to get in that boat then come, come what may. He plans to take you to the other side. And There's a song that the primitives sing that says no ship can go down with the master on board. I agree with that 1,000%. The master was on board. They weren't really in any danger. I know there are times the storms of life come, and you think you're in peril. You think you're in danger. You think there is no way possible. I'm ever going to get out of this. And it's only after you travel through that storm and pass through those choppy waters. And and keep in mind, as I said, these people were fishermen. They did It wasn't their first time out there, but this storm was so different. This storm even had the fishermen beginning to scramble. I believe they set their sail. I believe they got their oars. I believe they did everything they could. I believe they had intended, oh, let's let the master sleep. Let's let him get some rest. But then there came a point where they couldn't do it by themselves. They couldn't do it anymore, and they didn't have the faith that they should have had, quite honestly. Now uh, there are times uh, that God wants us to step out on our face, uh, but we don't always do that. And they didn't do that in this point. Uh, but I do believe they probably tried everything that they knew to do, and then there was only one thing left to do. Uh, they begin to cry. Uh, they begin to go, uh, and they woke the Master. The Isaac sing a song about your cries have awoken the master and that because you prayed all night and held on with all of your might your child, your child, your cry has awoken the master I want you to understand one thing today our Lord is not asleep today we don't have to wake him up but there are absolutely times if you want to grab the attention in the heart of the Father if you want to grab the heart of God you cry out to him with everything you got And I promise you, I promise you he will listen. He woke up the master. They said, we don't know what's going on. This storm came out of nowhere. We tried to let you sleep. We know that you needed rest. You've had a long few days. You've performed miracles. You've taught the people. But master, we don't know what else to do. This storm is raging around us. And it's like you don't even care that we're dying. That was a thing to say to the Lord. But there are times that you have felt like that. I know there are times I'd be lying if I told you otherwise. There are times I have felt like that. And there are times I've cried out, at least maybe not in words, but I've cried from the depths of my heart, Lord, don't you even care about your servant? Have you ever done that? Maybe not actually said the words, but if you're honest in your heart, there have been times you've cried that cry from the depths of your heart. Lord, I've tried to serve you. I've tried to do right by you. I've tried to do the things you asked me to do. And now the storm is upon me. And I've tried everything. And I'm crying out to you. It's almost like you don't even care that we're fixing to perish. And the Lord simply stood up, not with anger, but he rebuked him gently. Luke says it this way, he said, Where is your faith? The Children, church, And you mark my words. It's not that the Lord's not concerned about you. What a thing for them apostles to ask their master. He cares for your soul. Greater than any man has ever cared for your soul. It's not that he leaves us alone in the storm. He wants us to exercise our faith realizing that He is with us. If we've been saved by God's grace, He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Though there be times the storms of life that grab everything, and it's all you can do just to begin to hold on with everything you got. I've been through some things in life I hope none of you ever have to go through. I've been through mental things. I've been through physical things. I've been through financial things. I'm not here to talk about mental me and my fight. I am here to tell you that our God is able to deliver you from the most violent, fierce storms. Anything will come, and you can, and you will, by the grace of God, get through the storm. And when you're on the other side of the storm, you talk about a peace like you've never had before. Matter of fact, uh, I didn't understand it at the time. You don't understand the child when you're in the midst of that fire. There's no way you can ever comprehend why you're going through the things in that moment in time. But I learned on the other side of the storm. You know what? That storm, as hard as it was, it gave me a great amount of faith in the God that I serve. It gave me a great amount of faith that the next time the wind begins to blow and the rain begins to fall, that vessel was sinking. I just read in your hearing that the water had come up over that. It wasn't just little skirmishes. It wasn't just little waves. It beat down in that vessel. So it beat down in that boat that, well, that boat began to take on water and it was at that point they cried out let me tell you this I've been through enough I've been through enough with my God I realize today no ship's going to go down with him on board and because he lives and resides in my utmost soul because when I was saved he come and made his boat with me that means my ship cannot go down with him on board, ain't that a good thing today? But they wanted to get through this storm, and they didn't know how to get through the storm. You don't know how to get through the storm. If you've never faced a storm like that, you just buckle down. I promise you it's coming. Our country's facing a storm right now. We've got a choice and several decisions to make. What are we going to be as a nation? Our churches are going through storms right now. We talked about it in Sunday school. There are storms and trouble that's coming upon our churches in Macon County. Not because a few have created such wind, and a few have honestly created the storm that we must sail through. They've created that storm. And we wonder what we're going to do. Let's just trust the Lord. Let's just trust Him. Let's trust Him with everything we got. Uh, Let me tell you this. The other side of the storm. When they woke Him up and He simply rose up and He gently rebuked them not in a mean-spirited way but just said, where is your faith? How is it that you have no faith? Do you not remember all that you've seen me do? Do we not remember all that He's delivered us from in our life? Uh, Then how is it that we... Have no faith. But there are times we just don't. There are times your faith, Paul wrote about shipwrecked faith. There are times your faith can become shipwrecked. Uh, But this time, uh, they just wanted to get through the storm. Why was that important? Because the Lord said, we're going to the other side. Uh, Now the other side, you have to understand what he meant. They were on the good side. They were on the Israel side. They were on the Jewish side. The other side of that Sea of Galilee was the side of the Gentiles. The other side of that was a place they probably didn't even want to go. But sometimes the Lord says, get in the boat and I'll send you to a place maybe you don't want to go. Uh, we were talking Wednesday night about Peter and about the storm that Peter had after denying the Lord before he was crucified and how he got through that storm as hard as that was. Uh, the days went by with no word from the Lord. Uh, but then when he had got word that the Lord was risen from the dead, the Scripture says the Lord sought out Peter and he talked with Peter and Peter got through that storm and the Lord told Peter you know what he said he said Peter and I'm paraphrasing this he said when you was young you walked wherever you wanted to walk you went wherever you wanted to went go but he said when you're older and when you're going to be old you're going to stretch forth your hands and another is going to carry you to a place you don't want to go. Uh, Peter knew the uh, he knew the pain of crucifixion, and the Lord told him face to face, "You shall be crucified if you follow me." And Peter still followed him. That's love. Uh, that's faith. Uh, that's grace. Uh, that's trusting the Lord to get you through the storms of life. You know what was on the other side? They got through that storm. The rose up. And he spoke to the water, and he said, Peace, be still. And it says there was a great calm. Now most of the time, like when we were out in those hurricanes, uh, most of the time the storm comes, and even after the storm leaves, even after the lightning stops, and the rain stops, and the wind stops, you still have to deal with waves. Uh, There are still residual effects after a hurricane. uh, There's flooding. There are residual effects. But I believe with all my heart, when he said, Peace be still, It was just as calm as it had ever been. That's the power that our Lord has. And when they got through that storm, and when they got through the other side of the storm, there awaited upon them something that they probably didn't expect. Now they were on the other side. They were through the storm. But now they were in a Gentile pagan land where they raised pigs. I don't know if you know much about Jewish law, but they didn't have anything to do with pigs. So now they were in a foreign land with pagan people who raised things that were unlawful for them to touch. And then there was a man that came out of those tombs from the graveyard. And he was naked. And he didn't have any clothes on. And he was, uh, he was possessed when the scripture says, uh, when the Lord said, what is your name? And he said, we are legion, for we are many. Uh, that legion uh, means there could have been several thousand demons inhabiting that man. I don't know, but that's what a legion was in those days. Uh, and By the way, let me just side note here. We live in a culture that, that a lot of people today you can see them uh, on Facebook and Twitter and different things uh, and they'll want you to call them they and them. Now let me tell you what that is. Uh, according to the scripture, this man answered we. We are legion. We are many. You don't think there's a demonic influence in our in our society today. People want to be referred to as we and them. That's absolutely demonic today. Amen. Demonic. The scripture said, this man said, what is your name? We, we, he said, are many. But let me tell you this. The whole reason they went through that storm. The whole re- when they got to the other side of the storm, uh, they saw things they had never dreamed in seeing. With a naked, demon-possessed man that no man could tame, not with fetters and chains. Uh, they couldn't bind him. He would break loose every time. He lived among the graveyards. He walked among the tombs. Uh, but the Lord simply sought that man out. They went through the storm just to get to him. You think about that. They went through the storm to get to legion. Let me tell you something. There are things on the other side of your storm that you might not even know sad. and There are things on the other side of your storm that you will be able when you get to the other side and you'll be able to stand and tell somebody about a man named Jesus Christ, that said, peace, be still. I can remember one night as a young boy in a revival meeting, there was a storm out of nowhere came upon my little soul. It came out of nowhere. There were no advanced warnings. There was no no kind of sirens or warnings that danger was coming. Uh, But my soul felt troubled. It was a trouble sent from God in heaven. And I couldn't get out of that storm. and So I sat in the pew, lost as lost could be. And the storm inside was raging in my heart, inside my soul. And just like the apostles, when I couldn't do anything else, I cried out to Him. And there was a moment in time that He commanded that to peace be still. And I was through, and I was on the other side of that storm. You realize to get saved, You must go through trouble. There is no other way around it. There must be a godly sorrow that sets up in your soul and begins to work conviction and begins to convict you. There must be a godly sorrow to lead to true repentance unto life. But once you pass through that... And there's a peace be still and a calmness comes over your soul. You've made it through. You're now on the other side of the storm and you're able to stand and say exactly what those men on the boat did. Hey, what manner of man is this that he can calm the sea and the waves obey him? We serve a good God. Uh, There seemed to be trouble in my soul until all of a sudden it was just peace. That's what salvation is. It's just peace with God. Peace with God. And it left me wondering that not what manner of man is this, uh, that he could calm the raging waters of a troubled soul. And I thought about others down through the Scripture that had faced different things. The apostles accused the Lord. You don't even care that we die. You're not going to care that we perish and we've traveled with you. You don't even care. Pretty similar to what, and <clears throat> too similar, very similar to what Lazarus' sisters, Mary and Martha, said one time, wasn't it? Lord, if you had been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And now they had faith that he could have spared his life. But they uh, mingled with their faith was a bit of anger
1: that he had allowed
0: them to bury their brother. They had no idea what that other side of the storm was going to be. They had no idea in the middle of that storm they were heartbroken. They buried their brother. They loved their brother. And Jesus was nowhere to be found. I mean, you talk about a storm inside of a storm inside of a storm. The Lord didn't come and help them. And they accused him. Even mingled, sometimes faith and fear just collide. Sometimes anger and faith collide. And so they were full of faith. You could have spared his life. They knew that. They had faith that he could have. But they were angry that he didn't. And now they were in this storm, heartbroken, gut wrenched But they had no idea what the other side of the storm was. They had no idea. They were about to witness something nobody had ever seen before. They had no idea. That the Lord would come and stand outside that tomb where they buried their brother four days ago had no idea. His body was already decayed, his body already stuck. The scripture says it, but they had no idea. That the woman, what manner of man is this? I'll tell you what manner of man it is. That he stood outside the tomb and he called to a dead man Lazarus, come forth! And the dead came forth. That's what manner of man this is. The other side of the storm is a beautiful place. After that first night on the ocean, we didn't know what to expect. I'm telling you, the crew couldn't stand up. They were trying to take food trays. It was awful. They were falling. I'm not trying to get gross. People were throwing up, seasick. It wasn't a very good place to be. And we thought, what have we done? We tried to do something good. Tried to celebrate an anniversary. And we're in the middle of a storm. Sometimes, even when you're trying, sometimes, especially when you're trying to do good, storms come. Why? Why do storms come? Why does the, sometimes? Now, don't misunderstand me. God has all power, and Satan has no power at all, except it come from God. God creates the storms, and the wind creates the whirlwinds. But sometimes, I think God allows Satan. To bring storms in our life like He did Joel. To test our faith. Satan had this man on the other side named Legion, demon possessed. If those apostles and our Lord got to that man, his stranglehold would be turned loose. And that's exactly what happened. Sometimes, even when you're trying to do right, sometimes especially when you're trying to do right, storms come get through to the other side. The other side of the storm is so peaceful. We enjoyed the rest of our trip. We didn't go to the place we set out to go. We had to port at another place. But the rest of our trip was beautiful. There is a peace on the other side of the storm. When they crucified our Lord, when they slaughtered the shepherd and the sheep are scattered, they were in a storm. They didn't know what to do. His mother didn't know what to do. John didn't know what to do. Peter and James didn't know what to do. That storm lasted three days. Three days. Three days. But on that third day, word came forth from Mary Magdalene. She said they've taken our Lord's body and we don't know where they put Him. And Peter and John went running. And they come and they saw and they left. Two angels appeared to those women and said, you go and tell His disciples He's alive. Amen. That storm, they had experienced such heartache. Their Lord and their Master was dead. But on the other side of that storm, He lived again. We were talking about Stephen in Sunday school. They stoned that man for preaching the gospel. His dying breath, you know what he said. If You talk about a storm. Death came upon him. That's as big of a storm as there is. With his dying breath, he looked heavenward and he said, Behold, I see heaven open. And I see the Son of God standing at His right hand. He made it through the storm. And the other side of that storm was a peace beyond all understanding. We were at the funeral home last night talking to Sister Josephine. You know what she said? She said four or five days ago, Brother Charles, was smiling and she said, What? What's wrong with you? You know what his answer was? I've got a feeling that in a few days something good is going to happen to me. I had no idea he'd be buried today. I believe her brother made it through that storm, don't you? Mm-hmm. I believe he's on the other side of the storm. Life is hard. I'm living proof of that. Life's not fair. I'm living proof of that. But you know what else I'm living proof of? There is another side of the storm. There's a better side. You might not see it for a while. I've wept for you parents that weep over your children. Some of them have been unsatisfied. Have they been saved? Have they not been saved? They were battling that before I ever came five years ago. And some of them are still battling that today. And I weep for them. And I weep for you parents. Let me make you a promise. You call out to the Master. You do what His apostles did. We've got to get to Him. We've got to shake Him. We've got to wake Him up. We've got to get to Him and say, do you not care that we perish? You go to that one. Who's able to calm those storms? There's coming a day you're going to be on the other side of that storm. I believe that with all my heart. There's going to come a day they're going to look you in the eye and say, Mom and Daddy, I got saved. And they might have dated back sometime and they might not. But there is another side to that storm. And when you get to that other side, it's going to be a peace and a joy like you've never had before. Because you know why? You know it's the Lord that calmed it. You had nothing to do with calming that storm. But you realize today all he's got to do is speak the word. That's it. He's just got to speak the word. And it can all happen that quick. You lost. You say, preacher, I've prayed. I've I've wept. I've went to the altar. I've cried. And I'm still in that storm. You've got to get to the Master. That's all I can tell you today. This preacher can't calm that storm. You've got to get to Him. You must get to Him. If you want peace, be still. You must get to Jesus Christ. And if you do, the woman with an issue of blood, 12 years, 12 long years, that's a long time she suffered, but she made up her mind, storm or no storm, crowd or no crowd, she was bleeding, which meant she was unclean and wasn't supposed to be around anybody with her issue of blood. Crowd or no crowd. Unclean or not unclean. She resolved within herself. I've got to get to the Master. I must make my way to Him. If I could just lay hold on the hem of His garment. She had great faith. It takes that. God can grant that. You must find a way to Him. Twelve years in that storm. But the Bible said when she got to him, I believe she was crawling. I think she had no strength. I believe she crawled on her hands and her knees, and she reached up and grabbed the hem of his garment, and she reached up to him, and he looked down at her, and the Scripture says immediately there wasn't a waiting period. Immediately she felt whole of that pain. That's the way it is with salvation. Immediately. Salvation actually lasts forever. It's a continuing thing, but the new birth happens one time and it's immediate. And there's a peace, be still, that washes over you. I realize right behind that, Satan's bringing another storm saying that ain't it. But God can show you peace, be still. Countless people through the Scripture have went through storms far greater than what we're going through now. I know it might seem like you're out on that vessel of oil by yourself. You know what? Those apostles, there were other ships them. Everybody was in danger. This world is in far greater danger today. If this church loses her candlestick, the whole world goes down. But if the, church, if the church holds on to the Word of God, we're going to get through this storm. Amen. We're going to get to the other side. And we're going to rejoice. And we're going to say one to another, what matter of man is this that we serve? There's going to come a day I'm going to lay this life down. Brother Randy, let us song while I go about a better place to go. One day, this storm is going to come to an end. And I'll get to meet face to face what matter of man is this that's not only brought me through storms, but He's brought me to the other side of those storms. It's not during the storm always that you see how big of a God He is. But it's on the other side. You begin to realize He is with me all along. I never could have made it through that storm had He not been there. Some of you have reached out to me. I'm glad that you feel comfortable reaching out to me. Call me. Text me anytime. My phone is never off unless it dies like it did this week. 2 o'clock in the morning, hey, I don't know what I can do to help you, but I'll listen to you. I'll be there. Some of you have recently reached out to me, and I know you're going through storms with your family. I know that you are. Some of your family is in great danger in storms right now. I want you to know I've been praying for you. And there is another side to this storm where it's peaceful. Whether the storm, call out to the master. The other side of the storm is a beautiful place. Come ahead with a song.